Blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bible study for the second Sunday of Lent. Let's greet our Lord with the sign of the cross in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O God, you have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son. Be pleased, Lord, to nourish us inwardly by your word, that with spiritual sight may pure, we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. For those of you who are joining us online, let me introduce the readings for this week for you. The first reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verses 1 to 2, 9a, then 10 to 13, 15 to 18. The second reading is the letter of St. Paul, um, who's writing to the Romans, chapter 8, verses 31b to 34. And the Holy Gospel is according to that of Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 to 10. And we will start with the first reading. Is it Joe or me? I think, Sis Joe, you can do the first reading. Okay. <laughs> A reading from the book of Genesis. God put Abraham to the test. He called to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son Isaac, your only one, whom you loved, and, you, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up as a, as a holocaust on a height that I will point out to you. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. Then he reached out and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the Lord's messenger called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he answered. Do not lay your hand on the boy, said the messenger. Do not do the least thing to him. I know now how devoted you are to God, since you did not withhold from me your own beloved son. As Abraham looked about, he spied a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. So he went and took the ram and offered, offered it up as a holocaust in place of his son. Again, the Lord's messenger called to Abraham from heaven and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you acted as you did in not withholding from me your beloved son, I will bless you abundantly and make your descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and sands of the seashore. Your descendants shall take possession of the gates of their enemies, and in your descendants all the nations of the earth shall find blessing. All this because you obeyed my command. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Joe. You know how difficult is this reading? I mean to say, in the big the the, the first part, no, God put Abraham to the test. And yet we pray, Lord, do not bring us to the test. No? But here, Old Testament reading, it says, God put Abraham to the test. What is that test? But we, we know that uh, Isaac is supposed to be really the promised uh, son from whom the descendants of the Israelites will come. No? It's not Ishmael, the other son with Agar, the slave uh, wife. But it's through Isaac, and yet this is the one being offered. Can you imagine that? Uh, I remember when we were having this text in, in one of our scripture classes. 
our teacher who was a woman, she said, can you imagine when Isaac went home and met, who is the mother of Isaac? Anybody? The mother of Isaac? Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> the wife of Abraham is Sarah. No. Okay. Oh, the wife of Rebecca is the wife of Isaac. Can you imagine uh, what Isaac told Sarah? I mean, with experience that he had on the mountain, no? He was supposed to be killed by his own father. So, I mean, this is the, the Hebrew way of uh, dramatizing the story. And it's really dramatic. I mean, your only son, here it says, take your son, Isaac, your only one whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up. And they, there's even uh, the Hebrew way of recounting this story makes it a little comic because you know that Abraham had uh, had Agar, no? the servant of Sarah. And then from, from that servant came Ishmael, the other son. So when, of, when God told Abraham, yes, yes, but oh. the one, the son of the promise was Isaac. Isaac is the son of the promise. So when God said, take your son Isaac, your only one, the, whom you love, practically, it's uh, in the Hebrew sense, they said, Take your, your son, your only one. And then Abraham said, oh, but I have two sons. <laughs> then whom you love, oh, but I love them both. <laughs> and go to the land of, and then offer him as a holocaust. But then here it is very well defined. Take your son, Isaac. Isaac was the son of the promise. It's like really having no more future. This is supposed to be the future, the, the people of God, no? And here Actually, Ishmael has been driven away already. Yeah, yeah. And and even then, he's not really considered sure, as yeah. a legitimate son. No? Is, 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 Ishmael. Ishmael. Oh. Isaac is the legitimate son, no, with uh, Sarah. And on him, God promised no, that the descendants will come. So this is this is the, the drama of the story. It's like God is asking Abraham, are you putting your future into my hands? Are you ready to put your future into my hands? Because the promise is made on this son. Even if he has another son, the promise was not there. And so, <clears throat> as the story continues, no, uh, when God saw that Abraham was ready, so Abraham, Abraham, here I am, do not lay your hand on the boy. Meaning, uh, it was the, the test. This is the idea of the test. Do not do the listening thing. At the end of the story, <clears throat> you see there, no? I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you acted as you did in not withholding from me your beloved son, I will bless you abundantly. So the blessings, the blessing was repeated. And uh, in him, all the nations of the earth shall find blessing. The the historical background or the cultural background of this will be more of the sacrifice, the human sacrifice, because it's in their culture that uh, sacrificing to the gods, no, is is a practice was a practice of that culture, and like your readiness to do that is also your sign of devotion or loyalty to God. It's really shocking, right, Stevie? I'm very shocked. Yes. <laughs> but that's the culture. That's the culture. Well, you know? he, he did sacrifice in the end anyway, and it was a vulnerable creature, a, a lamb that was stuck. Yes. Had, had lost Rough. his power. You know, so he... he so, so that was the substitute now, no? This, uh, the ram caught by his person, and that was... But I, I was really... Whenever this is read, I really pitied Abraham. <laughs> I mean, I, I pitied both Abraham, but more Isaac. I mean, the trauma that, that he would have suffered here in this story. Na? And so and so there's the Akedah. Akedah is the, the story of the Hebrews, the releasing or the sacrifice of Isaac. And uh, I guess this was chosen in the second, uh, in the second week of uh, Lent 
is really because of the thing of listening. Huh? Listening, which means also obeying. Listen and obey. Because that, that is what we will have in the transfiguration. Listen and obey. But uh, it's even made more dramatic there because we know that in the New Testament, this is Old Testament, uh, in the New Testament, God continued with the sacrifice. He did not spare his own son. And that's why in the second reading, we will have that. So the drama continues. But then you can say, well, uh, last week we had, we were also in Genesis last week. You remember that covenant last week? Noah. With Noah. Okay, that's the, with the Holy Mind. Now we have another covenant here, this time with Abraham. Okay. So our our readings continue with the theme of that the covenant theme. Okay. And that will be made more, as we said, more dramatic because of the, the reading on the transfiguration. You want to add something before we go? To uh, yes, because uh, one of my ex-colleagues uh, was the vice principal of the school that I taught in. He also teaches, you know, the Bible. Uh, once he, he's not complaining, but he, he told me that he had great difficulties yes. teaching this to form one student. Yes, this is very difficult. I mean, I, I am not convinced. I mean, I cannot convince myself how a loving God abuses an old man. I mean, Abraham must be over 100 because when Isaac was born, he was 100. And suppose Isaac is seven years old and he's 107 years old. So I, I said... Wait a minute, you, we have yeah. to, to think of the context. Yeah, yeah the context. Yeah, and uh, uh, I would say um, God actually uh, is giving an opportunity to Abraham to know himself how much he really trusts in God. I think he had just got some. He's over a hundred, you said. Sorry? You said Abraham's over a hundred. Yes, yes. Yeah, he was senile. He had Alzheimer's disease. Or, <laughs> that or, and, so, that's how you explain it. No, no, I mean, it's, it's difficult to explain to, to, to students. Actually, I'm trying to convince my colleague and uh, make him feel comfortable to continue teaching this story. Because it is, it's, it's not about, you know, the abuse of an elderly man. Right? Mm. But... But it begs the question. It begs the question, which I mean, I did not share with my 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 colleague. Is that wait a minute? God is all knowing, right? Mm -hmm. He already knows that Abraham is able to do it. Abraham is willing to sacrifice a son, right? God is all knowing. Why put him to test? He has the answer already. So I mean, but he didn't go. He didn't sacrifice his son, really. No. Well, so that that's that's the reason why I I, I came up with the explanation and say, okay, actually, um, God is giving Abraham an opportunity to know for himself. Yes, I truly not trust in this God. Yes. You know, you know that the difficulty. I I can see the shock in your face, baby. But it's it's really like that. No, the, this is a shocking story. It's shocking. But, but but you can say that if you think about it, we are still there. Huh? Meaning to say, uh, Abraham wanted to please God by doing what he thought he was being asked, and then. That becomes also our like the story of each one of us. We would like to please God, okay? Thinking that the salvation that we will gain is by pleasing. But what kind of pleasing? What kind of pleasing God? Are we able really to listen deeply to what God wants? Now, because here, there is the background of the culture. Abraham wanted to please God in imitation of other religions, like Human sacrifice. Human sacrifice was common in that setting. No. Uh, what what yeah. I don't like is how uh, God seems to be holding Abraham to ransom. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, 
he asked them. Chapter 8. Chapter 8. Yeah, yeah. This is not in chapter right. 9. It's in chapter 8. So it, it's done there. So after that, and of course, um, uh, Peter was able to, to well, they, I mean, Jesus asked them, well, what do people say I am, people? And then they would say, okay, uh, this is Elijah, maybe, uh, Jeremiah, one of the prophets, etc. And then Jesus asked them a pointed question. What do you, you, okay, think I am? Now, then they, they dare not answer except Peter. Peter said, you are okay, Christ, the uh, son of the living God. So, all right. So Jesus probably overestimated his, his faith. And so Jesus told them for the first time, okay, the first time, prediction of his um, passion and resurrection. So he said, okay, I will be killed, okay, by those uh, scribes, okay, high priest, and then after three days, okay, on the, on the third day, okay, I will come back to life. So they were shocked, okay, it's literally a shock. So Peter drew Jesus aside and rebuked him, don't do that, I mean, we have a great following, <laughs> now we are destroying <laughs> the whole, you know, the whole thing, the whole project. Come on. Then Jesus scolded him, stay uh, I mean behind me, Satan. Okay. So that, that's the that's the, the background. So after a few days, Jesus brought only the three of them, not the whole bunch of twelve. Because these three uh were the inner circle, okay, it's, it's easier to handle. So he brought them up. There is an inner circle. So. Yeah. And so <laughs> I like it. To, to show to show them now what does it mean to be okay come uh, resur- what resurrection you know means so show them the wrong a foretaste no because Jesus told them oh, okay I will come back to life but they didn't know what it is so they were afraid but Jesus trying to assure them don't worry you know after after three days, okay, I will come back to life like this and then shining in glory. Furthermore, okay, we have this Moses and Elijah. And Elijah. Yeah, why Moses and Elijah? Why not, you know, like King another <laughs> King David or, or Jonah? Why? Why Moses? Anybody? Would you like to try? No, no. So Moses? I think Moses was the sign of the, the old. The law. The law, yes. The law. The law is the law. Yes. And Elijah. The prophets. Yes. Yes. So it's the law and the prophets coming together here. So it is literally the whole scripture, okay? The prophets and the law. Because the first five books, the Torah is law, and then the other books are. The, um, the, the prophets and yeah. the prayers. You know, I like this very much. I like that the ones who appeared were Moses and Elijah and not King David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I meant to say that is in line with it. I mean, uh, it's not the monarchy that is important. Yes. It's not the mo- it's really the law, the what God gave us, yes. a gift, no? And then the prophets, that is the yeah, the application of the law practically. But so back to back to my teaching career because you know I need <laughs> yes. to explain to my <laughs> okay. students. That's right. No, no, me, I'm, but that's share with us how yeah. you explain. Yeah, because wait a minute. Okay. Jesus was speaking with Moses and Elijah. Yes. Okay. But but, but these people were thousands of years yeah. ago, right? Mm-hmm. Peter, have you ever seen Moses? <laughs> Remember. Remember, the, the Jews, the Israelites, they, they are not allowed to have, you know, idols. They do not have icons. So how do, I mean, how did Peter recognize this is Moses and then this is Elijah, <laughs> right? I don't think he did. Otherwise, they wouldn't have said he's so terrified. He but how is it going to put down here Moses and Elijah? So he would simply say, okay, two figures appear beside Jesus, right? But why did he... Well, was he able to recognize this is Moses and this is Elijah? What what is more, I think, touching here is that Peter really thought they are all the same. This is why his reaction is mm-hmm. let's just build three tents for him. It's all together. It's the same: Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. 
Why didn't he he thought that that's King David? You mentioned King David, right? Yeah, it's really no, no crown or what? The tradition, I guess it's uh, because even you even if you say Peter was just a humble fisherman, they're steeped in the tradition of the fathers. They know they know their prayers. They know their books. Okay. Uh, in fact, where I went in Hadavar. They said one of the findings, archaeological findings, huh? in the place of the village of the fishermen, Capernaum, they found also the ink, what do you call it? Where you put the ink for writing. Mm -hmm. So it's not that <clears throat> our idea of Peter could be <clears throat> very, very low, you know, that is illiterate or whatever. Yes, he knows the tradition. So he would know. And then Mark, you know that Mark was the writer. Mark was practically the secretary of Peter. Yeah, yeah, secretary. Okay, so Peter was practically uh, telling this story to Mark. He but, recognized... Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but he didn't <clears throat> explain, I mean, how he recognized Moses and Elijah. And don't need <laughs> this is a bit like a Chinese, you know, this Van Gogh. Yes. I haven't seen Van Gogh. So maybe it's one of the God that's justice. Uh -huh. But we, from, from my parents, grandparents, yes. and all the story, the description is that they... Red. So maybe um, Peter, or as you say, mm -hmm. that they, they know their friends well, so maybe tradition passing on. You have this kind of image already. Yes. So Moses is... Yes. <laughs> so more or less, you know, there's an image in the head. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There is, there yeah. is, because yeah. in the in the in the you know Exodus, you know, after we see the kind commandment, yeah, yeah. you know, he, you know Moses face yeah. and then he has yeah. to put on the wheel to cover up the, the shining, and now he's probably okay. He was yeah. uh, wearing a, a veil. Probably carrying to. <laughs> but then the most important here is when the voice came from heaven. Yes. Mm. Yeah, because now that that is that is uh, removing the equality. In the end, the voice came from the cloud yep. and said, "This is my beloved son. Listen to him." And they saw there was only Jesus. Yes. Yeah. The other two vanished. The two are so already the key, gone. The key is the resurrection. Jesus yes. was. Showing, giving them, you know, a preview, okay, some kind of a trailer, a foretaste, yeah, of yeah. Uh, okay. the resurrection. Can I be radical? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I see it as they were they were very afraid. They hardly knew what to say. They were very afraid. This message, uh, conceivably, could it have been about the resurrection? I think. Maybe as a subtext, his message was that he, Jesus, is God. Jesus is God. He is not radical. Uh, but he didn't say, I am God, I'm just, uh, well, who are you, who are you? And that's how I can work, work out this thing about three. There are three tents. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. But he, the, Peter said one for one for Moses, one for Elijah. Uh, that that Peter Jesus couldn't say, I am God, okay. but he's trying to get them ready for the revelation that he is God. Yes. And also... It's I prophetic, have, I mean, your, your, yeah, good point. For that, for that reason, that there's three, three of them there. Jesus talking to Father and the Holy Spirit in the in the form of Moses and who's the other guy. Is it? Anyway, anyway. I don't. When he said Jesus transformed, it says he didn't. He went there as Jesus, and he left there as he. What transformed was his clothes, right? The light. And his clothes only shone like somebody bleached them or something. And then there, the transformation is that that clothing became the cloud. 
That's the, the and that, and that, that is already going beyond the, the text. Okay, so as you said, it's that was the transformation. Even, and it's Jesus speaking. Don't believe that it's God because Jesus is God. So Jesus. Uh, you are mixing God too many things, Stevie. You are mixing too many things, sorry. And then reading too much into the text. You know, when you do Bible study, you have to respect the text. First, you have to listen to what the text is saying. And then the, the development, the trinity, etc., they came much later. So we try to stick to the text first. And it's very, very clear here. We're saying there is the tradition behind this. The tradition of Moses, the law. Jesus was a Jew, right? Mm -hmm. And then there is also the tradition of the prophets. Yeah. And that's why these two figures, they are not the Father and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this is what we are reading. Do not read so much into it. Yes. And then, and then, yeah, the three because you associated it. But then in the end, uh, the issue is really the resurrection. The resurrection, because in the end, you see, when Jesus said, do not say anything to anyone except when the Son of Man, when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So he mentioned the rising from the dead, which is exactly at the beginning you saw the the prefiguration of the resurrection to the white light, the the figure, the transfiguration. No? Yeah. And in the end. These are the disciples still question, but what is rising from the dead? What yeah. does that mean? <laughs> that is really the question. We are we are in Lent. Okay, our context is Lent. Lent. And Lent moves to Easter. Mm -hmm. And Easter means resurrection. So, but what is resurrection? That is the question. That the disciples were really being given a preview a foretaste but they cannot understand Not because yet. it's really beyond yeah. it's beyond the, the the resurrection is beyond human human understanding beyond their imagination the beyond their imagination oh. it's like uh, what Isaiah said Isaiah 55 he said yeah, your okay. thoughts are not my thoughts by way and on the way my I mean mine is is heaven and you know that's like Heaven and the data fits my explanation also. <laughs> yes, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So we have to continue because yeah. in the second reading, yeah, it's like, uh, what do you call it? It's a re recap. And in the end, is also the solution. Okay? Because you ask, oh, we cannot understand what is resurrection. What does resurrection mean? Now, St. Paul will explain yeah. it. So... Just a recap, in the first reading, we heard about Abraham's listening to God and his obedience to God. He surrendered to God's commands. We also heard in the gospel, Peter heard God. This is my beloved son. And obviously, he continued and listened to Jesus. So in the second reading, as Sister Victoria was saying, it's a good conclusion. Uh, just by the way of introduction, Paul is writing to the Romans. We're halfway through. And this part, this part, the first part of it was that Paul, Paul is telling the Romans, and he's concluding uh, halfway through, uh, that the way to faith uh, is through righteousness. And by being faithful to God, we will have an unbreakable union with God. So, again, the covenant. Uh, the love of God will not be breakable if we maintain our faith and listen and, obedient, and become obedient to God. Um, you'll hear that he will ask questions. He will ask questions in the form of rhetorical questions. So he'll say, if God is for us, who is against us? So naturally, the answer is no one, right? So with that background, uh, let's now listen to the second reading. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son and handed him over for us all. How will he not also give us everything else along with him? Who will bring a charge against God's chosen ones? It is God who acquits us, who will 
condemn? Christ Jesus, it is who died, or rather was raised, who also is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So it's a relatively short reading, uh, quite easy to understand, but a little context uh, with regards to, in the context of the other two readings, uh, with a focus on obedience, uh, Paul uh, consistently interprets Jesus's death as an act of obedience. And in the Philippians, uh, Jesus said, Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death uh, uh, on the cross. So here, the obedience is not just a blind submission. It is a conscious choice. So obviously, Jesus heard the will of God and obeyed it consciously. So we hear this continued theme of listening to God, being faithful, being obedient. So like Abraham in the Genesis story, uh, God also was willing to give up his beloved son. So with his son's willing obedience to death, uh, it provided us with salvation to all of us. So uh, I think if you also heard Sister Victoria's uh, Bible study on Mark, she also mentioned that it's important to be attentive to what God wants us to do, uh, especially during our, our Lenten uh, abstinence. Um, perhaps listen to God, pay attention to God, what he wants us to do, and then, then to be completely surrendered to him and be obedient. Uh, like Abraham and like that of Peter. Thank you for the connection of listening and obedience. You know that the Latin of obedience, of our is really listening. Listening of our dire. The Latin of obedience is obedience of our is to listen. Okay, uh, so this and it's interesting here in the gospel. This is my beloved son, listen to him. But even before telling this to the disciples, practically it was Jesus who first listened to the Father. Okay, Jesus listened to the Father, and the Father presents now his son who is the obedient one. Okay, and so we are enjoined to. Imitate him to follow him in this act of listening and obedience. Because that is the, the guarantee in the second reading. No? If God is for us, who can be against us? You know how beautiful this chapter 8 Wait, Read the whole chapter 8. It's really a marvelous text. The, the ending of this is uh, who can separate us from the, love from the love of us? In the beginning of this would be uh, all things... Come together for the good of all those who love God. It's 8.28. Deacon, I really love movies. <clears throat> <laughs> and in this this Netflix series of Manifest, that's really 8.28. Uh, Romans 8.28. Uh, nothing can happen to you that is there. So you follow the call of God. Maybe a reflection time. <laughs> so... Um... I, I didn't have it. Oh. <laughs> we can't have this subject. Yeah, because we want to listen oh, also to those. Yeah. God is for us. Who is against us? It's the devil. And everyone else who is in competition with you. Mm -hmm. you know, it's eat or be eaten. You know, uh, uh, those who are uh, if God us. is against us, who is against Your enemy is against you. Yeah. I'm supposed to love my enemy. But it doesn't mean he will love me back. No. It's not reciprocal. No, so uh, he uh, he remains my enemy. So uh, your enemy is against us. Um, and the Satan is against us. So yes, I would you, rewrite you take, this completely. No, no, no. If you take it one step further, if God is behind you, mm -hmm. not only, not even your enemy or Satan can overpower God. So, I would so rewrite no, this. No, nobody, nobody. There's no enemy or no Satan that can be above God. So you're you're fully protected. So that's what we say. Look, I would say 
If God is for us, hallelujah, and beware of those who are against you because there are many who are against you. He's saying that you don't need to fear. He's more than a redeemer. He says you don't need to fear those. Uh, yeah. So let's, let's also listen to uh, those online. joining us uh, online and, and uh, please feel free to unmute yourself uh, so that uh, you Jay's can... ready, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about what Sister Victoria said earlier. Why did God put Abraham to the test? And it's just ringing into my ear. Why was he put into the test? And I said, maybe perhaps, just a guess, God knows that he's going to sacrifice his son. So maybe he's looking for a human being who is willing to sacrifice his son too, just to be in partner, just to know what the what's the Thing or the heart of my man is so so something like to commiserate with with him so just that's the reason why he put Abraham to the test and I'm so happy that Abraham did succeed it and mm-hmm. and and makes God a little bit okay I can give my son this time so I think that's the answer that comes into my mind and then because we know that Hebrews 119 it's mm-hmm. something if uh the priest said that it's about obedience. I see it is about faith. Because in Hebrews 119, it's although 1719, I think. Is it no? It's 11, 11. It's something like uh, Abraham knew because the promise that his offspring is going to come from Isaac. He knows one way or another he will resurrect or he will have uh, Isaac resurrected. So that's why he believed. That's why he's called the father of faith. So he was able to get that because of that way. So it's all about faith. And this first reading is all about a prototype of what God is going to do. So it's just about that. And of course, the first reading is also, uh, the second reading is also about the death and the resurrection. And and as you said, that verse is, he wouldn't spare his own son, but gave it us. For us all, how can he not give us all things? So those are the things. So I think the theme for me, the theme is God. And then somebody mentioned about the transfiguration. It's just really showing that Jesus is a son of God um, that is being attested by uh, Moses and Elijah, which is the sum total of the scripture. So he's the son of God was going to be sacrificed out of God's love for us. Is going to be sacrificed for our salvation and redemption. So that's for me. It's all about faith, and then after the obedience. So it's really beautiful going into the Lent season, having that thought, and having to go tomorrow with more or less a knowledge of what the readings will be like. So may His name always be praised. Thank you, Jay, and thank you for calling uh, the text back. The second reading or the ending is really about. Resurrection. Yep. Christ Jesus, it is who died, or rather was raised. Rather raised. I like that word. Rather raised. It's not only yeah. died, was raised, <laughs> and now sits at the right hand of God, who, who indeed intercedes for us. Okay. So Perfect. Is, Any... is really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Any for me, it's also about the test, you know, because in our life, sometimes. It, it's not, I'm confused with it. Is this a test for a reward or this is a punishment? Mm. So sometimes we, we need to feel it with our, uh, as they said, Saint Ignatius is a feel it, what really God wanted to do. So this is the thing is in this case, this, the, the purpose really, God has the purpose for this kind of what happened to, to Isaac. But in our life, Sometimes really confusing, right? No, I mean, I so, mean, I, I would, I would uh, not say that our suffering are a matter of punishment because punishment has not arrived yet. That is to say, our things, our things, I mean, uh, all these is not because I've done something wrong, so God punished me here and now. No, not yet. He will punish us at the end of the world, but not now. <laughs> So, of your life. I mean, here at this moment, here and now, God is, you know, pumping me up, and uh, you know, with different effective ways. Probably, okay, I have been too much, uh, so I'm too proud or whatever. So, 
some something gone wrong, and then I was uh, I mean I, I suffered the consequences. Yes. But God made use of this to train me up. Hey, next time be careful. <laughs> Don't get the punishment. Come on, come. The punishment will come at the end of the world, and then you go to hell. Then that's I think punishment. That's the final one. Yes. But <laughs> that's some little little judgment. Oh, you can talk about it. I, I want to share the story of my of a friend of mine. You know, she's a widow, and he has a daughter who lives in a far place away from her, and totally she's poor. She has nothing. And then her daughter needs surgery. There's no money, nothing. Then I said, I cannot do anything for my daughter. I cannot help. I cannot send money. Even me, myself, I, I don't have a fair to come to her. Then what he said, he did is, she did is, just pray. Just pray that, I'm sorry, Lord, I can't do anything. I just uh, leave it to you. So what he did is, what he did is, he bought, she bought a lot of, <laughs> the lottery tickets. <laughs> then she said herself, God, I know this is not good. I know this is against you. <laughs> but in this case, I am bowing down to you. The Please allow me to have this money. <laughs> and then she won. And so she was able to help the daughter. <laughs> Not to spend money for the surgery. Okay, she got the so money. So this so, These things happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not so sure whether this got something else. Okay. No, no, I, I also believe in that because he, uh, what happens in life is we try as much as possible to communicate with the Lord, right? And and the communication is we we want to make it as sincere as possible. Uh, so we there is a saying, you know, nothing happens by chance. Like I was sitting yesterday at Rutunji, uh, accompanying one Filipina uh, who is having a checkup. And beside us is the Filipina, and she is looking for a job. And just today, one staff member here asked me, do you know of any Filipina looking for a job? So I said, yes, I know. Meaning to say, uh, things yeah. much yeah. according. That, that's why I said goes according to God's plan. Yeah. Yes. There is a time. Romans eight twenty eight. There yes. is a time for yes. everything. Yes. You, you're sick. But but you have to be connected. Uh, what what I mean is what is the gospel saying is listen to him. Yeah. yeah. Listen to him. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, this this I was angry with paper. But Jesus never angry with God. He just does it. Yes. And do what his father would like. I mean, I we can't can't serve like sacrifice. I mean, what kind of sacrifice we are over? Maybe things that not according we have asked God for something and we don't get it. Or we have sickness, then we can't do some punishment. It's not punishment. That's what yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but I think after today's, I get the resurrection. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, and this word, listen to him. So this, this most of the word of Jesus is from the gospel. So, but still some other people don't want to believe the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> That is the struggle, yes. Uh, I think Jay mentioned the, the idea, the faith, no? the need yeah. for faith. Faith is also a challenge. Yeah. Faith is a challenge. It doesn't come really handy. It doesn't yeah. come automatically. Yeah. We grow into it. We yeah. grow into it. Even the listening part, we grow into that. Yeah. That doesn't come handy. We usually just listen to ourselves. <laughs> 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 we, 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 we listen to things that we want yeah. to hear. Listening. Uh, no, what I said is obedience. Obedience came from the Latin ob audire. Audire is uh, audio, audio, no? Audio. audio yeah. It's from where. So the word audio came from. So practically at the root of obedience, of following Jesus, is really listening. That's the first step. You really listen. listen. And then you follow. Mm -hmm. And that is obeying. 
Yes. All right. But almost not good about Adam. Adam listened, but he did not obey. Uh, and even so in the suffering, yeah. even in the suffering, like Jesus also suffered. But in the agony, the Jesus said, take away the, the chalice from me. Yeah. Not my will, yeah. but your will, right? So yeah. here is, there must be struggle. Yes. After listening to you don't listen. You don't listen. <laughs> it's even worse. You don't listen. Yeah, that's our struggle. It's so we yeah. we are yeah. so distracted in life. I guess so distracted that when things happen, instead of reflecting on the things that are happening, we are simply looking at it superficially, and we don't reflect. That's why I was saying, no, it's not that you have enough years that you say you're wise, because it should be also your capacity to reflect on what happened to you. Okay, It's not just because you are 100 years old, you are wiser than the 20 years old. The 20 years old now could also be very reflective people no? because of, uh, you know, the suffering, etc. But we really need to develop the reflection. And when I say reflect, it's really listening. And in that, there's really a struggle. And I guess that's why we have this responsorial sum for this Sunday. There is a struggle in our walking, in our following, in our listening. So this is a very good uh, a good ending also. No, as Absolutely. We, yeah. So I think we're all willing to walk with our Lord. I will walk before the, the Lord, Lord in the land of the living. I believe, even when I said, I am richly afflicted. Precious in the eyes of the Lord is again of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your enemy. You have loosed my bones. You And I will call upon in the name of the Lord. My vows to the Lord I will pay in the presence of all these people, in the course of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Your mighty and merciful God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.